Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Are, are you reassured by Antisha and what he has said there? Well, it's 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 certainly good to hear that he's he's telling you, Alan, that uh, the the money will be there for the ninety six bed unit, and and that the first priority is to get the hospital back up and running. Uh, there are uh, measures that can be easily taken to fast track that. Uh, and in fact, the, uh, you know, there is precedent in Wexford where uh, a minister intervened to ensure that planning permission wasn't required for uh, a, a crucial development to take place. And 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 uh, the Taoiseach and the ministers and the government, if they are serious about fast tra- fast tracking this and getting this over the line, and now is when we need to keep the pressure on. Right. When, if you if you pardon the pun, when the smoke is dissipated, uh, so, sometimes things go on on the long finger. This obviously, uh, Wexford General Hospital is urgently in need of repair, rebuild. We need temporary uh, modular units, and we also need absolutely our 96 bed unit. Uh, that was clear, uh, uh, and has been clear for some time. But there is a section of the Planning and Development Act 2000 which facilitates and allows ministers to intervene, uh, and has been done in Wexford in the case of the customs post in Rosslare prior to Brexit, because that was deemed to be such an emergency uh, situation. Uh, the, the Minister for Finance intervened and uh, under under statutory instance number 100 of two, uh, 2019 uh, effectively uh, made an order that uh, uh, superseded uh, the planning system, uh, superseded the need for uh, that development to go to uh, Wexford, County Camp for, Wexford County Council for planning. Uh, that uh, statutory instance is there for everybody to see where uh, it states uh, that the Minister has been satisfied that the carrying out of the development on my behalf uh, by the Pop- Office of Public Works as described in the schedule is required by reason of an emergency being the exceptional circumstances arising as a result of the impending withdrawal of the United Kingdom from the European Union. So there is precedent in this county where a minister intervened to ensure that uh, for instance in the case of, of, of uh, Wexford General Hospital that they would not need to apply for planning permission if, any, if anyone was required even in the rebuild there, there could be a possibility they would not need planning permission if this order was uh, implemented for, for any templar, temporary modular accommodation and they would not need planning permission and, and you heard the Taoiseach say on a number of occasions that this project is not uh, doesn't even have planning yeah. they would not need planning permission if this order was uh, enacted by Minister uh, Stephen Donnelly to ensure that the uh, that the building, the construct, the rebuild of Wexford General Hospital, the temporary modular units that the Taoiseach referred to and the 96 bed unit would be in place at a, in a much faster and more efficient way and I, I, I am urging the Minister for Health to do exactly what his, his, uh, his colleague Minister Pascal Donoghue did when constructing the customs post in Rosslare and that is bring in, use the emergency planning power section 181 of the Planning and Development Act 2000 to ensure that all this work is done in the most efficient and fast tracked manner possible. Uh, on the basis that a precedent has already been set here in County Wexford. Well not only is a precedent set but the, the, the power is there in the planning legislation of, of the, the Planning and Development Act 2000, the power is there and given to a minister to intervene to ensure that where uh, an emergency situation has occurred, like has, has happened here in Wexford, that they can intervene to effectively uh, uh, rule uh, the need for planning permission uh, or to go through the planning process, which can be an arduous and slow and sometimes tedious process uh, 
uh, to rule that uh, as unnecessary. And I think if there ever was an example where that is needed and required, it's it's the case of Wexford General Hospital now. We are going, <coughs> it's, it's going to be a slow enough process. Uh, we don't need any stumbling blocks. Uh, and also it will hammer home the commitment, particularly on this 96-bed unit, if they are saying to us, plough ahead and build, and you don't need to go through the planning uh, process because such is the emergency of this situation that I, I as Minister uh, Stephen Donnelly, um, am facil- facilitating that to happen. Right. Uh, as I said, we've heard, and a lot of people are saying that uh, the, the Antisha was quite sketchy when it came to the 96 beds. He didn't seem to be as sketchy at all when it came to returning the hospital to its full potential. And there are concerns that... Uh, there are people worried that it could take a long time to get A&E back up and running and also that when A&E does come back could it be a diluted version of A&E and I think we're, I think we're agreed all of us that none of us will stand for any dilution of our A&E services like we stood before Yeah well I, th- I think to be fair across the parties uh, and, uh, and in an uh, non-partisan and non-political way everybody in County Wexford of those of all parties and none will not stand for any dilution of an A&E and I, to be fair, at this point, I don't believe it's going to happen because no. I think the commitment is given. However, the longer this goes on, where we are not in a position to fully utilise our A&E, the more difficult it will be to roll back the services to, to, to Wexford. So I am urging all those who have any influence or power in this, and particularly the Minister for Health and his government colleagues here in Wexford can, can, can relay this to him and we will certainly correspond and write to him. I am urging him to use every power available to him and this is one of them and this will also indicate the commitment that the government have to ensuring that Wexford we're not going to go through again what we went through in, in, in 20, 20, uh, 2010 and 2011 Alan yeah. where, where you were at the, at the heart of it we are simply not going to go through that again uh, this this fire uh, which has wreaked havoc on, on, on our hospital is something uh, uh, unprecedented in the health services in, in certainly in Wexford mm-hmm. we are not going to go back to a position where we will find uh, we are again, if you like, at the back of the queue, which did happen. Right. Uh, and as you know, we were lucky enough, or fortunate enough, to have a minister uh, come into government who, who, within a couple of months of uh, assuming uh, the office, uh, was able to provide twenty million to ensure that we had a state-of-the-art A and E and maternity unit, and that essentially secured the future right. of the hospital. And the, that maternity unit, uh, speaking to Linda O'Leary, part of that has been damaged. But mm-hmm. the good news is that the A and E itself has not been damaged. But then, yeah. uh, listening to Linda, and I have to. Tell you, like I have to reflect what comes into me. The support that she has given and has been given by her staff um, has been quite superb. And like we have an incredible team there. I, mm-hmm. I, all through the pandemic, I've dealt with the likes of Dr. Paul Kelly, uh, yeah. Dr. Mick Malloy, yeah. uh, the nursing staff of which your daughter is a member. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, like what they do and the phenomenal work that they need our full support. But the fear at the moment is that lives, thankfully, were not lost. Mm-hmm because of the fire, because of the quick thinking. We're going to hear from the emergency service in just a second. But the fear now is lives could be lost if we don't get our A&E back up. But we've already, you've heard cases, George. Yep. I've heard cases of a, a man who had a stroke yep. and uh, in, in normal circumstances, five minutes to extra general hospital, yep. ended up in Waterford. We had a, a car accident uh, on on That's Friday weekend. night. Yep. Two people brought to Waterford. We need yep. to get our A&E back as quickly as possible. A- a- absolutely. And, and I, I've had experience myself of being uh, 
of utilising Wexford A&E. Can I, say, can I say, just to concur with what you were saying, that the staff at Wexford General Hospital right throughout this, from the management right down to the, the, right down to the nursing staff, the doctors, the cleaning staff, right, all along, were superb right throughout this. Mm. Allied, I think this showed Wexford at its finest. Uh, um, we had a situation where we had our, our, our Wexford County Council Fire Service who were first in and last out uh, in, in the context of, of uh, uh, ensuring that this fire was brought under control. The superb Ray Murphy and his team and Paul Lestrange, the chief, the chief were just superb and ready to communicate as you, as you saw what the issues were and where we were going with them. Allied to that we had the voluntary services who turned up, I was in Wexford County Council and we got the, volunteer, yeah. got the volunteer services into the council building, we brought it, our canteen staff turned up, our, our facilitated and building staff uh, turned up to ensure that uh, uh, the hundreds of volunteers who turned up, it was a sight to behold, it was almost emotional we, at one stage we had a hundred ambulances parked uh, from the volunteer sector mainly parked uh, in the in the car park of Wexford General Hospital, uh, and we had uh, an equal number of volunteers from all over the country, particularly our you know our Wexford Order of Malta unit, our Wexford Civil Defence unit, our Irish Red Cross led by Paddy Redmond and Anascorty, uh, amongst others, and we had the private ambulance uh, unit um, uh, were also also there as well. But the, the, these people not only came from Wexford at the drop of a hat, but they came from West Cork, East Cork, from Dublin, from Port Leash, from Kilkenny, in their droves into Wexford County Council buildings ready to be deployed and I stood there at one, one stage and, and listened as the instruction came from Wexford uh, uh, Hospital, Wexford General Hospital to the National Ambulance Service ba- uh, person based in the County Council to say I need two for Beaumont, I need two for St Vincent's and I need two for Kilkenny and I need two for Waterford. It was constant through the night. I left the building about midnight on, on, uh, on uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday night, Thursday morning and at six o'clock the next morning there was 30 patients left to be, be transferred out of Wexford General. In actual fact they remained there. Uh, so it was a supreme effort and showed Wexford pulling together at its best. It was superb. Alright, we're going to leave it and we're going to, we're going to hear from those volunteers because it was at the Voluntary Emergency Services Seminar uh, on Saturday. Uh, but just in relation to your call this morning to fast track the planning, do you want to make that call again? Absolutely. Uh, I'm calling uh, uh, for whatever pressure has to be brought to bear or influence that the Minister for Health use the emergency planning powers that are available to him under Section 1812A of the Planning and Development Act 2000 to ensure that all the developments required at Wexford General Hospital. The rebuild, any temporary modular unit that can be constructed and the 96-bed unit, uh, that this power would be utilised to ensure that there is no hold-up whatsoever or no uh, uh, bureaucratic uh, things that have to be gone through to ensure that all these uh, sections of Wexford uh, uh, General Hospital are put back in place and the new ones also put in place without the requirement for planning. I have a text in from Councillor Jerk Carty. He says he has called on the government on a number of occasions uh, on your very show to move the emergency COVID legislation again to grant the planning for the 96 beds. He says the recording won't lie. The more people who call for it, the better. Absolutely, this, yeah. This, yeah, this, yeah. this, this is uh, an urgency, isn't it? This is... Absolute urgency. Uh, um, I, I, I spoke and got confirmation from the planning department on, on this and, and uh, they, they concurred that it is available to the minister to do this and it is certainly something that, um, that I believe should be urgently done now. 
And to the emergency services, what do you say? As I, I'm going to play the piece I recorded last Saturday. The emergency service were were, were, uh, were superb in their actions, from from the hospital people themselves to the ambulance service, to the voluntary, uh, to the voluntary bodies who were involved. It was simply a, a, a superb effort, a unified effort, uh, a county and countrywide effort, and and re- really they should be extremely proud of the service that they've given to Wexford. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.